Welcome to our podcast conversation as we share ideas, insights, and information that will educate, inform, and inspire. We will blend our knowledge of online safety and emotional awareness to help you better understand your kids' online world and their emotional responses and well-being. And welcome to episode number two, Sarah. Number two. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Number one uh, flew by and Mm -hmm. here we are with number two. I put out the call to the audiences listening to us, what they want to hear. And so besides what we have planned, there's so many ideas moving forward. I'm excited. I'm glad that they're uh, they're interested in tuning in. So today we are talking about something a little different. Yes. We're we're talking about bullying. Mm -hmm. We're talking about parents bullying. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting, right? Because normally you hear a lot about well, kids and bullying. We know bullying exists everywhere. You mm-hmm. know, bu- cyberbullying is in schools, it's in colleges, universities, it's in the workplace. So there is bullying everywhere. I guess you know the foundation for this particular conversation stem from hearing from principals mm-hmm. who are sharing that parents are not only bullying each other online on a Facebook group, they. Wow could be bullying a teacher by using their name in a private group because of what happened in a classroom. Parents bullying children because they're walking to school and they're wearing a mask. It just, everything is, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so we need to talk about it. But here's the thing. You and I always talk about modeling positive behavior. So if you and I are out in our respective capacities and I go direct into cyberbullying and why we should never do it and be an amazing person and how to deal with it obviously if you ever get hurt you deal with the emotional component to it be a confident individual speak out all that stuff we're sending messages to kids to be amazing Mm -hmm. but wait a minute are we really getting the support from some parents because they're not out there doing the same thing so you know our message works but we're not being supported because some parents are actually going against the guidance and they're doing it. So mm-hmm. this is, it's unique. It, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's, it, personally, I'm an adult, I'm a father, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. This is weird because we have to show respect to each other. We have to show kindness to each other. We use technology to empower our daily lives, to educate ourselves, to entertain ourselves, to connect ourselves as you and I are doing right now. But to get online, and start using that same technology to hurt another individual, to be malicious, to call names. What, Sarah, what do you think is the foundation of all this? You and I have had a similar line. And that line is don't go from your emotions to your fingertips, right? So right. you said that a lot. And people who know you know you say that a lot. Right, right. And I have something I say that's very similar, which is choices made out of pure emotion look very different than choices made out of your character of kindness, respect, and compassion. When a circumstance happens in life, it triggers an emotion. We're human beings. We naturally have lots of emotions. And here's the other thing. Emotions can be very uncomfortable. And often we don't learn a lot of strategies on what we do with our emotions when they do arise. A lot of people were modeled or told or started to develop 
emotional avoidance. Oh, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to feel that. So I'm going to pretend it's not there or emotional suppression. I'm just going to shove it down in a deep, dark place and put a rug over it and no one's going to find it. Right. But the emotion will find you or emotional reaction, which is a circumstance happens. Boom. It triggers an emotion. Boom. I make a choice. And I don't know about you, Paul, and everyone who's listening, but ever made a choice out of pure emotion and it felt good in the moment. You're like, this is a good choice. This is a good choice. And then 10 seconds later, maybe 10 minutes later, maybe it's 10 days later, you reflect and you think, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I didn't do that. I wish I didn't say it, post it, type it, text it. If I could go back in time, I'd redo that choice. Please, everyone right now, raise your hand unless you're driving. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Both hands up. <laughs> yes. So we, we've all been there where we've made a choice out of pure emotion and maybe we later regretted it. But I do have another saying, which is life is not about perfection. It's about reflection and redirection. And if we're not okay to reflect and say, you know what? I did mess up there. I did react out of pure emotion. I typed out of pure emotion. I said that I behaved that way. And that was out of anger, frustration, sadness. It's not out of my character of respect and kindness. That reflection piece is an essential part to have, especially as a parent, because we're going to make mistakes, you know, and then to redirect and say, okay, so how, what am I going to do differently? And then to come up with a plan of what that looks like. So when I'm in an emotional state, is that the time to go to my keyboard? Mm, we see that happening a lot. And this is goes to what you're saying, which is you've got a lot of people, parents, adults that are telling kids to be kind and respectful, to treat people like you want to be treated, be a team. And then they're not modeling the behavior they want to see because they're reacting out of pure emotion. So we have a bit of hypocrisy, don't we? Because, you know, we expect the best from our children, but we are supposed to be modeling that positive behavior. Mm -hmm. And as adults... And that know, can be hard sometimes. But, you know, but here's possible. my thing. Here's my thing. As adults, we've lived way longer than our kids. Yes. And so we've gone through this whole maturing process that we should understand better. Yes, we've all made choices in the moment. We've all said things that, perhaps we may regret and you are bang on. Here's my issue. Mm -hmm. When you take an emotion and then you pick up a device, you turn it on, you probably enter a password, you should anyways. You find the person's name, you type them a message, you push send. That took six physical human action items in order to get that mean message to that person to log into your Facebook account in a Facebook group and leave a comment. And you were very selective on the words because remember, you're formulating your emotion, right? So now, as you're typing away, you're processing, you're typing, you're backspacing, you're correcting, you're using different words. That took effort. So what gets me, and this is what I tell kids, you know, when you say it was a mistake, you weren't thinking, well, hold on a second, you actually gave it a lot of thought adults you chose to pick up a device you chose to enter a password you that took effort you could have stopped along the way but you carried on and so my biggest beef is as an adult 
we should be mature enough that when we get to a certain point, we have already, because you said 10 seconds later, you know, by the time you pick up your phone and send a message, it could be a minute or two minutes later. We have to have that breaking point saying, hold on a second, hold on a second. I, I got to stop this. This is not the right place. This is not the form to do it. If I do have an issue with a school policy, with an administrator, with a teacher, you are allowed to have your position. But there has to be a process in which you deal with it. Mm -hmm. And the respectful mm -hmm. process, I've always believed, obviously, is face-to-face, -face, have a meeting. Second to that, a phone call. Third to that, maybe we're going to connect by Zoom. And what that allows us to do is really sit back and process what we're going to deliver. So, you know, as a coach, I used to have the 24-hour rule. Parents, you might be upset at a, at a call that I made with your kids on the, on the field. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to feel that way. But tell me tomorrow because you'll deliver to me differently. Mm. And as adults, we should have that discipline mm -hmm. that we can just hold back because what we're doing is we're telling our kids because the kids will find out, you know, stuff travels around school in seconds. And they'll know, mm -hmm. oh, did you hear about so-and-so's mom? They went to Facebook. Did you hear about so-and-so's dad? Mm -hmm. they, and then all of a sudden the kids are like, wait a minute, mom and dad are doing that? But we just were told about being amazing. And all that gets around because chatter works. We mm -hmm. have to. So I put all excuses aside and I say we have to model that positive behavior and we do not have mulligans. We do not get second chances. We are to be as perfect as possible because we've been there, done that. Our kids, I don't want to say they're given mulligans and second, third chances, but they are developing. Mm -hmm. They are maturing. Their brain hasn't fully developed, but we have. We've been out there for a while. And mm -hmm. so we need to be disciplined in modeling this so that our kids make better choices. And we need to be better as parents. Agree or disagree? I think that you're, you're correct. It's a skill. It's definitely a skill and we've been around longer. So now we've got to model what we want our kids to learn. And there's lots of us that maybe we grew up and emotions weren't a big topic to talk about. Maybe we weren't even supposed to talk about it. I was fortunate. I had a mom that was very into talking about emotions, put me in courses about it, but that wasn't everybody's case. And so now there's that awakening moment where you're thinking, okay, so maybe growing up, I didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to talk about my emotions. So I just dealt with them by suppressing. And then one day it just became that I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Boom. One day I'm not fine. And it was easy just to become reactive out of emotions after you have that moment of you've bubbled over. I think that sometimes when we look at even parents, and I've seen this happen many times, where uh, a parent will go to maybe an advocate for their child. And there's always a time and a place to advocate. But then it will turn into this heating, heated conversation where it's not even a listening conversation. It's, I am going to, you're going to hear everything I I want you to to hear. And then and it's almost like go, spinning in circles. And then it can become very aggressive. and that is again going back to emotions but maybe that parent isn't defending just that child maybe they're defending the 11 year old child version of themselves so there can be compacted emotions that happen so when we're talking about getting online as parents and adults and just you're we're seeing a lot of reaction and we're hearing about it from schools 
you know, this year it's not as much about the kids bullying, it's about parents. We've got to look at all of those emotions that maybe even some parents don't have the skill or haven't learned yet the skill on how to deal with it. So they're not even able to properly model it to their child. Now, is that an excuse? No, just an observation. So it's never an excuse to say, well, I didn't know, you know, I just reacted out of emotions and it was, and yeah, okay, it hurt someone and, or it hurt myself and that doesn't make it okay. But what it does allow us is to see, okay, now there's an awareness. We know that there's, there's emotions going on. How do we best deal with them? And I think parents, we need to look at that. We need to look at how are we talking about emotions? How are we modeling how to move through them in a healthy way? Not just becoming suppressive and then ultimately reactive out of them. And now it's being seen as disrespectful or worst case scenario, like we're talking about, where there's actually bullying happening between parents, whether it's online or offline. Right. So there's one message that I've always <clears throat> shared with my kids, which is, you know, not everyone's going to like us. And no. everyone has an opinion. And believe me, they're entitled to that opinion. Mm-hmm. And so I never, ever have told them, you know, fight back with mean words or be better than them. I've always said, you are allowed to respond, give thoughts to your words. And remember, when you respond from a position of a little passion, a little knowledge, in most of the cases, you have the last word because then any other comment back is now a defensive mechanism. So you've stated your piece, you've responded, but you've done it in a manner because remember, a lot of bullies, they love responses. They love confrontation. Mm-hmm. And so when you can't give them that satisfaction, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to respond. So I always say, look, if something comes your way, process it. Never go from your emotions to your fingertips. Mm -hmm. And the message I give to parents on bullying is remember, number one, you always want as much evidence as possible and gather the evidence and go to bed Mm -hmm. and deal with it the next day. Always deal with cyberbullying logically, never emotionally. Mm -hmm. And the next day, I'm sure you will agree, you will deal with it completely differently. Because now you've processed it, the emotions Mm -hmm. have removed, in most cases, removed a large percentage out of your system. And now you're dealing with a bit of the emotion, but a lot more of the logic. And that is how you deal with it. And then you bring it to the right individual, respectfully, I've always told kids, always ask for help when it comes to being hurt online. Mm-hmm. Anything that bothers you, hurts you, ask for help. Bring evidence and be respectful. Principals will be there because they care about you. Mm-hmm. But principals and teachers and you know the school board and police officers, you need to give them respect. Demanding and threatening for, uh, saying you better help, no. Be respectful, bring evidence, we'll find you the help you need. And parents, that's the exact same message. So my guidance, in this conversation, how do we resolve this? Because there will be other emotional scenarios that come about. You know it and I know it. It's just not going to stop. No. It's really simple. Number one, apply the 24-hour rule. Number two, respond logically 
not emotionally. That 24-hour period will allow you to be more responsive logically than emotional. And I would personally document my conversation. So if you have a beef with someone, lay out a wonderful email, send it, follow up with a phone call or a meeting. But again, respectful, professional, with all the information required to support your cause. Then you have a better chance of another individual assisting you in that matter versus that person getting emotional and saying, you know what, I'm really not going to deal with your attitude. I'm not going to deal with your rudeness because people, that's what, that's human nature. Mm-hmm. People just respond and say, you know what, if you're going to treat me that way, why should I treat you any better? So the more respectful you are with the evidence and you've dealt with it the next day or the day after, we will have better resolutions. And parents, you need to model that behavior. Again, mm-hmm. I call it the coach's 24-hour rule. Gather all the evidence, write it down, transmit it logically, and we'll solve problems. And parents have to take that approach just the way their kids are being told to handle it. Well, and those points are wonderful because people are so emotionally charged. Like just right now, there's so much going on in the world. And I think that it, what happens is we get so charged up and we get into this really like, I'm right and you're wrong. And you will hear my voice. I am going to tell you exactly what you need to know. And I, I need you to hear what I'm saying. So if we think back to that human beings love being right, we love being right. Let's do the podcast on that next time. Just we, we do. We love it. People do, and they like to hear they're right. You like your you like your brain finding information why you're right. I mean that's I mean this is a side topic, but you know this from even algorithm, right? If you keep looking up the same thing, you'll get more of that because mm-hmm. it knows that's what you want to hear, and that's okay. Now, oh, okay, I'm getting more information about what I want to get information on, or getting more evidence for what I want. So that's actually how our human brain works. We like to know we're right. So when you see even adults, whether it's on Twitter or it's on Facebook, and they're going back and forth, and it's just, I'm going to say what I want to say. Oh, you're going to say what you want to say? Well, I'm going to come back with what I want to say. And we're, 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 we keep doing this. Sometimes even very, not any uh, disrespectful banter, but it can even just become very hurtful and very mm-hmm. mean that is not just emotions. It's emotions because you also want to be right. (laughs) Right. It keeps spinning around. What if, and here's a big what if, what if you could just listen to someone and you didn't have to be right about it and they didn't have to be right about it? What what if that could happen sometimes in certain scenarios? Mind-blowing, I know. But that's really how it's, it's back to basics. It's back to what if your opinion is just that? It's your opinion. What if the other person has an opinion and it's different than yours, but that's their opinion? And what if they can both live on the same page? Just what if? it almost can be unsettling to certain people. Well, no, no, because this is right. See, it goes back to your brain telling you no, but there's a right and a wrong. And so 
maybe in certain scenarios, it's just people have different opinions and viewpoints. You see this a lot in relationships, right? There's different opinions and viewpoints. What are you going to say? You know what? Okay, first of all, you should be consulting politicians because they (laughs) cannot just express an opinion without attacking the other. So you, I think you'd retire if you could do that. Having said that, that'll be my next thing. (laughs) Last last week, I'm at a school in person presentation, and I had a conversation with a mom. I'm wondering if she's going to listen to this. She came up, and we had an amazing face to face with masks on conversation. I love how you have to say we have to say that now. I mean, well, like yeah. two years ago, you, you wouldn't know, even have to. We <laughs> like what? Had to do it safely. Like Halloween so, masks? What kind of masks? No, just you know, face masks. <laughs> yeah. Which maybe we'll do in the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the best part. She was so appreciative of my message, but she said something. I won't say what it was. And I paused. I said, "You know that I can't agree with that based on what I just said." And it was about. To, and she said, "I know, I know, and I'm going to deal with it." But we disagreed on one thing, but we respected each other. She respected Mm. my position. I respected she's a mom and she made a choice for her child. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the conversation was amazing. So I could have stopped and been that person. Listen, I'm right. And you're child. No, I've said my piece. I've given you knowledge. She was open. She could have completely left that out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. She was open about it. She said, yes, they are on this platform. And anyways, long story short, we weren't on the same page on that. She understood my position. I respected her as a mother. Mm-hmm. Everything else was brilliant. Otherwise, it could have gone, again, different personality. Yes. To say, you're a horrible person. Because, no, oh. that's mom and that's her choice. And she's allowed to. I'm there to help. But we didn't banter about it. And I, you know what? That is the key. You don't have to agree with each other. No. And, but I respect mean, each other. Kids. Yes. One hundred percent. Even I remember hearing that from my mom growing up. Not all you don't all have to be friends and best friends, but you have to respect each other. And we're going to have different viewpoints. I mean, everybody, even listening to this podcast, some people are going to agree with what we say. Some people aren't going to agree, and or some people are going to agree with certain pieces or not. And it's okay. We don't have to. And I don't know when we when it shifted where it's like, you know, no, this is the way and this is the only way. But we, we, the beautiful part about being on our, our planet is that it is diverse and there's opinions and there's different ways of doing things. And we have to be able to see that as okay. Again, it doesn't have to be your way. It doesn't have to be the way that you would do things, but just what if there's space to just say, just like you had in that conversation, all right, well, we don't have to agree on this particular matter, but we can still have a wonderful conversation. We can still have respect. And that has to translate online. This is what we tell our kids. Otherwise, we also stop the learning. We stop learning from one another. We can't stop learning from one another and saying, well, you don't, you're not, you don't do the same thing as me. You don't believe in the same thing as me. So no, bye. Right. <laughs> when did that? No. What I don't know is, when that happened, Sarah, no. but it's been happening a lot. Um, a lot lately. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint the time, but you notice it's become more prevalent 
Yes. As a result of social media. Mm. Everyone now has a stage. Everyone has a voice and they're going to let you know about it. So mm -hmm. I guess we can contribute social media to some of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, and I know we're running out of time, but you know, one other point you made, which is amazing. And it's something I learned when I was 20 years old. We need to listen. And I remember mm -hmm. being employed by an organization and they sent me to this course. It was actually held by, at the time, Bell Canada. And it was about listening to your customer, not assuming. Listen, process, respond. Mm. And it's one of the things that I've, I basically have used throughout my career. I want to listen. I want to process. I'm going to respond. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to listen to the first part of your sentence. Get enraged and respond and cut you. It's always listen, process, and respond. And if parents did that and they applied the 24-hour rule, Sarah, we'd be in a way, way better place. And you know what, Paul? I love this. So this is a, this is a so listen. And I just did this post on my Instagram. So I, I this is this is meant to be. The post is. The biggest communication problem is we don't listen to understand. We listen to reply. That's good. That's really good. So this is what goes back to, and I, I just said, ever caught yourself not fully listening to what someone else is saying, but instead you were thinking about your response while they were still sharing? All the time. Yes. You know that. I know All I have. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Even during this podcast, sometimes I'm doing that. <laughs> After like mine, <laughs> I'm like mindfully, no, Sarah, you're, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Because it can be easy for me to jump in or maybe cut you off. And then I think afterwards, oh my goodness, Sarah, like just be mindful and slow down. And even if it's out of excitement, uh, you still want to be mindfully listening. Right. And so I think as we end this podcast today, I think the big takeaway is for all of us adults and parents is listen mindfully notice the emotion it's triggering from for you when you're reading that post or when that person is saying whatever they're saying acknowledge that emotion is it sadness is it anger is it annoyed is it frustration breathe through it and give yourself time and space give yourself a beat like you said give yourself that 24 hours and think okay that really triggered a lot in me. I got really angry just reading that post. But I'm proud of myself that I didn't respond out of anger. I didn't go emotions to fingertips. I didn't go to um, from emotions to choice. I took a beat. I took a breath. I took my 24 hours, whatever amount of time you need. And then I want everyone to try this. Take a post-it note. Write down the character trait that you want to make choices from. Online, in person. Is it caring? Is it compassionate? Is it respectful, responsible? Write that on a post-it note, stick it beside your computer, on your mirror, in your sock drawer, and say, now I've taken a beat, I've taken some time, what will I type out of that character trait? What will I type out of respect? What will I say out of compassion? Guaranteed, your words, your actions will be a lot different. And it won't be about you having to be right anymore. It'll be about you making a choice that shows your character. Not just about being right in emotions. 
brilliant way to end it. Sarah, great to see you. I look forward to episode number three. And for everyone joining us, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for joining yes. us. We look forward to your feedback and, of course, uh, any ideas you wish for us to cover. By all means, uh, enter it if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or you just want to send us a DM. Let us know. Thanks, Sarah. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.